Well, welcome to the Monday Recap. My name is Dre Clark, and I had the honor of being the preaching pastor today. Um, and so we are in the I Am series, got to preach on I Am the Light of the World. And I'm joined today with Jonathan Cook. He is our associate pastor uh, on our staff. And so we just want to sit down and just talk about the sermon. So Jonathan, glad to have you here hanging out with me today. Man, thank you. Dre, first of all, I, I just cannot tell you enough. I mean, I thought this morning was awesome. Um, really enjoyed it. And I also just love that we're doing this podcast, right? Like I love that we're doing a little recap here. Um, for myself, I, I like to sit down, listen to a sermon, I take notes. And then my favorite thing then is to try to either go back and re-listen to the sermon or, but like this will make it my life a lot shorter. Not to go listen to 35 minutes when we can just go <laughs> listen to a few minutes and yeah. and kind of get the full recap. And, uh, and so Dre, for those um, that, that maybe weren't able to come this morning. I know we had a lot of people traveling. It's that time of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just, can you give us a brief summary of, of what was your message for this morning? Yeah, well, not sure exactly what was communicated as far as people heard it, but here's what I was trying to do. Um, you know, we're in this I Am series, Jonathan. So uh, Doug hit I Am the Bread of Life last week. This week, I Am the Light of the World. Um, and it's just this incredibly dense idea of this statement that Jesus is making about who he is and what he's here to do. And so um, I got lucky. My passage, the I am the light of the world passage, it's a statement that has a story with it. So I decided to jump into the story about this man who was born blind. And um, so I just retold the story um, in the message about how Jesus comes and encounters this guy, uh, changes his life, and and just the the scenes that that come after it. it. It sparks the interest of the people and the religious leaders, and it causes all of this uh, tension in many ways, but it, it ends with um, a man whose life has changed and uh, his world is transformed. So I walked through, I just pulled out some principles. Um, so some of the ones that I pulled out was, you know, one, the fact that Jesus notices this guy, right? So the light of the world looks at people. Um, and then there's this controversy, you know, there's a lot of fiction and fact that people are, are wrestling with about this guy and suffering. And so we talked about sin and suffering a little bit and how light reveals fact from fiction. Then I moved into the fact that this light brings clarity. You know, you turn the lights on, it's like you gotta, you, you can see what's going on and you see what's around. Um, light leads us forward was my next point. Um, it doesn't just leave us where we are. It's not like Jesus just changed him and said, okay, see ya. He, he gave him a path forward and, and a life ahead of him of following Jesus. And then of course, this piques the interest of the world. It kind of provokes the religious leaders. Um, light gives this man incredible courage. And then really it, it connects him. The end of all of this is light is, is about connecting back with Jesus. So that was kind of the summary of my message. I would say that the, the main point I wanted to drive home was God did not design us to stumble in the dark. Uh, he designed us to live in the dark, but as lights. And so this is this is where we are in the world as Christians. And so that was the main, main point I was trying to communicate in the message. Yeah, love it. And here in a little bit, we're actually gonna dive deeper into what you just talked about, about how God calls us not to just stumble around the darkness, right? Like I love this. You kind of start off with a story about, mm-hmm. you know, going to get Declan, your son, yeah. and kind of stumbling through the darkness. I mean, I've got I've got two little ones. So I was like right there with you, like the <laughs> amount of times that I'm going to get Baisley or Beckham yep, you up. You step on that toy, that thing, and, yeah. And I'm keeping my eyes closed while I'm like it's navigating the through the room, you know. I'm like praying like, you know, <laughs> please don't wake up. Like just let me stay asleep, you know. And and uh, there's even times where the next day where I'm asking Hannah, like did I actually get up and go get them? Because I felt like I was really just asleep the whole time, you know. But then like you said, you stepped on something and mm-hmm. it hurt you, you know, then you're crying and you had to come get you all the fun things. Right. Yeah. And, uh, man, so I love it. I love the illustration. And, uh, but yeah. And so, you know, whenever, I don't think people fully rise, like whenever you preach, whenever I preach, whenever Doug, of course, preaches majority of the time, 
you know, there's a lot of time to where we put into the, yeah. the prep. Um, there's a lot of time that comes into, you know, what illustration we want to talk about, what <laughs> points we want to cover. And like you covered eight points today, yeah, right? I was super nervous about and, that. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you kept it in a timely manner, which means that you probably maybe wanted to go deeper in something, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe, maybe there's something that you're like, okay, this has, this can't make the cut. This has yeah. to kind of get cut out. And, uh, and so what, what would that be? What kind of sticks out to you now looking back being yeah. like, oh, Here's something I had to cut, which I wish I maybe could have gone a little bit deeper into, right? Yeah, I, I was uh, I was telling somebody earlier, I actually rewrote the entire sermon on Wednesday. I had, I had a, a plan for it. I was going to kind of do a theological treatment of light because this this statement is, has so many like connections all over Scripture. I mean, tons of stuff. And our, even our Lent devotions that we're doing, we tried to cover some of these ideas that are around light. And so, yeah, I'm reworking this Wednesday. I decided to go with the story because I had so much stuff. So I cut tons of things there. And then um, every one of these points, man, I could have done a whole sermon on them. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the big things I did cut. I actually cut it this morning. And so one of my one of my opening kind of points uh, was that light helps us reveal fact and fiction. It sheds light on this. And so what happens in the story is there's a moment where the man um, is who's been born blind. People are looking at this guy and trying to figure out why is he this way. Like, and it's really this question of why is there suffering. And so I was going to pull in a similar kind of concept to this, a similar moment in Jesus' life in Luke 13, where there's a group of people that a tower falls on them and kills them in Luke 13. And and they're asking Jesus the same question, like, what did these people do to deserve a tower to fall on them? And Jesus' response in Luke 13 is really interesting. He says, um, it's not that they're worse sinners than anybody else, but he also calls them to go repent and believe. And, And you kind of get this moment of like, wait, so it's not about them being worse sinners, but then why are you asking them to repent? And so you kind of get this truth that, man, we all deserve towers to fall on us, <laughs> right? Yeah. We yeah. all deserve, we, we live in, in this idea of, of general sin in our world does lead to general brokenness and general suffering. Um, we all have these moments where, where we experience darkness because we live in a broken world. But just because you have um, general sin doesn't mean that it leads to particular suffering. And that was one of the ideas that I kind of just briefly went on. But God did not originally design this world of suffering, um, but He also knows that, that general, sin in general causes suffering in general. And, and so this idea of how do we wrestle with this, the fact that we all deserve brokenness, but yet... And so that's why we got to repent. That's why Jesus says, repent, yeah. because we are in a broken world and we need to turn to Him. But all sin in general does not cause sin in particular. And so you can't just say the reason you're going through what you're going through is because you deserve it. Um, we all deserve it, but sometimes you're going through what you're going through just because we live in a broken world. Yeah. And the good news is, is that we may not understand why we're going through that, but Jesus wants to meet you there. He has work to do in the middle of that. So there's this little story, you know, tower falling on people. Uh, it was an illustration just to kind of bring out that point that I skipped over. Yeah, I love it. And so, I mean, you know, kind of feeding off that a little bit more, right? So, I mean, what you're saying is, is like this guy, obviously born blind, had to have mud and spit wiped mm-hmm. clean of him through Jesus, right? Yeah. And uh, so in essence, I mean, we all have our own blindness to something. Like, we all have our own struggle. Yeah. So whether it's a physical disability or whether it's a, uh, yeah, you know, like just sin, sin, issue or yeah, something, sin yeah. problem, right? Just whatever your struggle is. That, that that that's what, I mean, we can all relate to this passage. Yeah. It's not only the person that's blind. It's not yeah. only, you know, maybe if somebody is, is deaf or maybe somebody has another physical disability, it's, that's not only that's talking about. It's yeah. talking to the you and the me that that even though we might not have a physical disability, yeah. you know? There's a root issue there. There's for a sure. root issue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Love it. Love it. No, I think yeah. that's great. Um, 
you know, as, as I was listening to you, I mean, I thought, I thought your closing was just so powerful and moving. And so that's why I just kept wanting to go back to it, um, where, where you kind of settled down onto the final thing where it was like, God didn't design us to stumble around in the dark, but he does call you to live in the dark, but Mm -hmm. as a light. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I know that that's kind of maybe a little surface level when you first read into it, you know, and, uh, but, but can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Right. I mean, um, we're not just called to live in the dark. I think that's a misconception is that, you know, you have some people that are simply just living in the dark and then you have a lot of Christians that are like, man, we need to stay as way as far away from the darkness as possible. We don't ever need to associate with the sinners, right? Because we're supposed to be better than that, you know? Um, but no, we are called to be a light in the darkness. And so can you kind of, um, maybe just go maybe a hair deeper on that. Like, yeah. what does that, what does that practically look like as our people are, are hearing this message and hearing God, you know, God's word um, through you through this morning, through this message, what does that really look like practically for our people and for us to go this week and, and yeah. live yeah. as a light? Yeah, no, this is, I think what you're hitting on is, is um, the reality of, I, I think I said this in the message, we got to make what happens on Sunday morning relate to what happens on Monday morning. Um, you know, we can't just come and have these moments of, of I'm learning and I'm in community and I'm experiencing the light and not go out into our worlds. And so, um, John, one of the things I tell people all the time is the second I became a pastor, I became a minister, I really am stepping out of ministry because my job is now to equip the saints. This is Ephesians, equip the saints for ministry. And so we have so many people in our congregation that are in so many places um, where there's darkness, where there's there's people that are that are not believers, that don't have uh, their eyes open, right, to this gospel message, this good news. And I think it's just as simple as embracing that and realizing their influence and realizing um, why God has left you there. Whenever you, whenever you get saved, if it was just about me, then God would zap me up. Uh, but God leaves us and places us strategically in our places uh, to have those conversations. And so you ask, what does it look like? Um, I think it looks like um, being intentional. Uh, who's in your sphere of influence that God has given you that you can just go and talk with? Um, who's the, who's the person? Maybe maybe there's bullying happens whether you're in student ministry or kids ministry. It happens all the way to adulthood. Like who who looks like they're the last of the lost, the lonely, right? Or who are the people on the other end like that maybe act like they have it all together, and they just need somebody to be there with them. So it's using that relationality um, to to build connections with people in in order to have conversations that hopefully can lead you to share your hope that you have in Christ. So I think what it looks like is going into your spaces, connecting with the people that are there. Just just connect with them. Start developing conversations, relationships, be on mission, and then have a conversation about your hope. Live in such a way uh, that 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 brings and piques interest and, and and speak it. Don't just don't just do good things like tell people like, hey, like I believe this and I go to church and maybe you want to come with me or like, hey, do you want can we talk about some real stuff? Um, you know, find the people in your in your areas that are suffering. I mean, that's what the story is centered on. Someone who's who's going through a suffering moment. And so being, just having our eyes open for those things um, and connecting with them. So I think it is, uh, it's a simple message, but um, I think it's something that we don't do as Christians. Yeah. And and just even hearing you talk right now, right? I go back to the song that me and Hannah sing to Paisley. Mm -hmm. Like she, right now, she's in a stage where she wants us to sing her, you know, all sorts of songs. This little light in line, right? I'm going to let it shine, right? And uh, kind of in summary, first of all, we have to, we have to, we have to be in the light, which is Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus is the one, he is the way, he is the light. 
Um, we need to be purified through him and through him alone out of this world, right? Yeah. But then we can't just let that light simmer. We have to let it. We Ooh. have to let it be known in our in, in the world that wherever God places us. Yeah. And uh, is that kind of in summary what you're meaning by uh, that? That's right? exactly. Like, yeah. You should have preached this week. I mean, it's, it's be, <laughs> be the light that God's God's called you to be in the place He's He's placed you. Right. That's right. Um, that's right. And then yeah, share the news of Jesus. That's what we're here for. Dre, once again, I want to thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for um, preaching God's word. That's what that's what I love about it is that, that you stuck to the text. You're in God's word, and uh, we can see how we are called to be a light in the world this week and every week. And so, listeners, we want to thank you. Uh, join us next week on this next Monday's recap as Doug is back in the pulpit this next week. And so, hey, hope to see you this next week. And if not, hope you give it a listen. See you. See y'all.